Mary of Nazareth by Julian Leonard Read by Elizabeth Sines I had always heard it said that the mother of the Savior that God would send would be a virgin. In all of the times that I had thought about what that prophecy would bring, I never imagined that I would be the virgin whom he had chosen to carry his chosen one, the Son of God. But it was not someone else who the angel brought the message to, but the young girl that I was then, fetching water from the well in the cool of the evening. I stood, listening as the angel told me of what was going to happen, startled, frightened, and questioning all of these things. Beneath all of those feelings, though, was a sweet and tender feeling, full of peace and awe at being chosen individually by God for the task he had in mind for me. I said yes to the request that night, in spite of the worries that I knew I would need to deal with in the days and months to come, totally humbled by the idea that God would choose me for such an important task. Filled with the spirit that had overshadowed me with the angel's message, I felt as though I held something so precious that it filled my soul like diamonds and rubies pouring out of the clay jar that I filled with water at the well. That feeling filled me as I felt the child that I carried grow within me, the peace and all not fading, but changing into a gentle and tender love that was able to not only encompass me and my unborn child, but had the potential to change the lives of every person that I came into contact with. It seemed as if in my serving God, that rather than emptying those gifts he had given me by the giving of myself, he chose instead to fill my life with more and more signs of his goodness. What he had given me was enough to carry me through the necessary pain of the task before me, the pain of telling Joseph about the child, the pain of giving birth, the pain of the old man's words when we took him to the temple to present him to his father and the priests. Nothing could lessen the sharp, stinging pain that filled my soul. But as I looked into the eyes of my child, I could see the promise dwelling there and knew that the pain was nothing compared with what he had brought with him to my life. From the moment of his birth, I held in my heart all of the things that I saw in my son, all of the memories and joys and sorrows, like any new mother does as they watch their child grow. There were times like the journey to Jerusalem when we found him in the temple, and more often when he worked beside Joseph at the carpenter's bench, or as he sat watching me make the bread for our evening meal, that I would take those memories of all the things that had happened and reflect on them. All of the things that the angels, the shepherds, the prophets in the temple, the men who had traveled to see him as a newborn babe, even the priests who had listened to him sit and teach, I rolled through my mind as I went about the daily tasks of running a household and raising a child. Yet I would leave that behind when he began to preach to the crowds and gather his followers, going from our house in Nazareth to listen to my son. There were times his words seemed harsh and cruel, but it never came across that way to me. For while he seemed to reject me, I knew that he was doing the work of his father, the same way that I had chosen to serve God since that night, standing in a garden by a well. 
There were times that as I listened there with the rest of the crowd, that his eyes would rest on my face for a moment, and I would see in him both the gentle kindness of Joseph, the man who had raised him as his son, and the strength and mercy that came from his father. As I saw him then, I would feel my heart fill with the pride and gratitude that God had given me such a son. No, his words never hurt me, no matter how harshly he might speak as he taught the crowds and went about his father's work. But the words of others as they spoke against him, wanting to hurt him, were like blows to me, striking as soon as they reached my ears. I cannot imagine any worse pain for a mother than watching as people hurt your child and knowing that there is nothing you could do to stop it. That was the worst pain. And as I followed him that night in the garden, that day at the trial, and all the way to the cross, I cannot imagine how I managed to bear it. Standing there, it was as though every lash against his skin, every blow that he felt, every staggering step beneath the cross I felt as well, bruising my soul, piercing and cutting me as deeply as it pierced his skin. And yet even as I held the bruised and bleeding body of my son when the soldiers had taken him from the cross, leaving me and his followers to bury him, God would not allow my soul to be empty, but something stirred even beneath my grief. I nursed that feeling and that hope as I sat among his followers, as I went with the other women who had stood by me at the cross with oils to help preserve the body. There, at the tomb, at the sight of the stone rolled away from the entrance, facing the greeting of another angel, the gifts that had filled my heart poured forth and overflowed the way that the tears had poured forth from me only days before. For he had fulfilled the work of his father and shown himself to be not only my son, but the son of God. I went back with the other women to tell his followers the good news, their amazed joy a reflection of my own as he appeared in the room and greeted them. I had stood and watched him die only a few days before, and now my son stood there, eating and speaking and filled with the spirit and love of his heavenly father. Is there a joy that can even compare to that? He had once said that those who served him were his mother and his brothers, and he marked me, his mother from birth, as one of those followers as he breathed on us, sealing us with the Holy Spirit, as he gave his mission to us, as we stood and watched him ascend, and in the fire that descended from heaven, filling me with the Holy Spirit like the others in the room. We left, filled with that Spirit in our souls, the way I had been filled with the Holy Spirit once before, not surrounded by others, but as a young girl, standing alone in the cool evening wind while I listened to the words of an angel and God's call for me and gave my wholehearted yes to the God who was the Heavenly Father of my Son. My Son, and yet the Son of God. As I felt the gifts from God fill my soul once again, flooded with the Holy Spirit, the humbling peace and awe returned to me, and I went with the others into the street, still a simple handmaid of the Lord. Used by We Are One Body Audio Theater with the permission of the licensor, granted under a copyrighted license agreement. A production of We Are One Body Audio Theater.